Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Throughout the month of November, I'm going to be sharing with you specific thoughts that run like lines of bad code and negatively impact my clients' experiences of parenting. These thoughts are pervasive. I'm not borrowing them from a specific client, but rather reporting on the experiences of many. So pay attention. These thoughts may be present for you too. Y'all ready? Let's dive in. Historically, adults have placed very high expectations on children. Kids were expected and in a lot of contexts and situations continue to be expected to behave. Our definition has shifted some. Today, it's not so much about children shrinking into the background and being seen but not heard, but there's still a very strong societal expectation for children to be respectful to follow the rules, to listen the first time. They're supposed to line up when the bell rings and be quiet when adults are talking. And historically, the way adults have taught children to meet these expectations has been through fear, at least in our patriarchal colonialist society, right? Fear of spankings, fear of detention, fear of lost privileges, You can insert any kind of punishment here, really. Fear has been a big means of controlling children, and actually it's not the only way that adults do this. It's not the only means that grown-ups have used. Shame is another big one. It's not so far removed from fear, really. The two kind of go hand in hand. Basically, adults have been big bullies throughout this era that we find ourselves revolting against today. And even though there's been change in the air for decades, the push has been away from physical punishment, not punishments, period. One of the biggest problems with punishments is that while they do get kids to fall in line, they don't work for every kid. And there is a whole lot of unintentional crap that we teach kids when we lean on punishments. And since they don't work for every kid, the kids they don't work for either get punished way more or they internalize all that unintentional crap at a much deeper level. But when we really start to do the work and start to shift ourselves away from punishment, there is so much programming to wade through. We worry that kids need consequences. We worry about being too permissive. We worry about spoiling them. The biggest worry of all, though, when it comes to parents that I've talked to and observed, is that what we're doing isn't working. This can show up in a lot of different ways, so I want to look at a few of them. And I want you to consider if any of them apply to you. Or 
if maybe you're holding on to a different variation of this. So as we're going, just ask yourself, where is this showing up for me? And bring that thought pattern out of the shadows and dust and into the light. This is so important because if you don't do this, and this thought keeps circulating under your radar, under the surface, it's going to sabotage your efforts to make change in your family. And you're going to end up falling back into old patterns and old ways of parenting. Got it? So now, where does this thought show up? I see it most often when parents are trying to implement a new strategy to address a specific behavior and they continue to see the behavior even after they've started in on this new strategy, right? So you try to problem solve with your child about their conflicts with their siblings, for example, and nothing seems to change. They keep fighting. Or you're trying to be patient and supportive of your child through transitions, but they're still taking forever to put their shoes on. Or they won't brush their teeth or they're throwing food, or they're talking back. There are so many different examples, right, of situations where we're trying to implement new strategies and it seems like there's nothing changing. You've got to remember, we grew up in a world where there was retribution for disobedience. So anything we see as disobedience, anything that we would have gotten in trouble for, can feel like a really big deal. And within that paradigm, we may have done said thing once and never done it again because of the punishment that we received. So when it takes our kids time to build their skills or to internalize the message we're hoping to impart, it can feel like what we're doing isn't working. But this is just a thought. It's a line of bad code. It is not truth. Let me give you another example. Another time I see this show up for parents is when someone else comments on a behavior that you've been working on with your child. Let's say that you've been working with your child on responding when you ask them a question and not ignoring you. Or you're, you've been working on getting them to just follow directions. When you give them specific directions, you want them to follow directions, and that's something that you've been having lots of conversations about. And then their teacher reaches out and tells you that they're not following directions consistently in class. We're going to go ahead and assume that they're a younger child, okay? And that this is a completely developmentally typical behavior, right? But for many parents, getting this kind of feedback sparks the thought, shit, it's not working. They're doing it at school too. And it isn't always a teacher. Let's be clear on that. It could be great aunt Coco commenting on how all of her kids had much better manners by this age. It can come from anywhere, really. So the question is, where does that seed of doubt take root for you? Once you see it, you can start to do something about it. And I want to talk you through what that might look like. So first off, when you see this thought pattern come up, I want you to start paying attention to how you feel in your body when that thought arises. What sort of physical response do you have? 
Does your face feel hot? Does your throat tighten up? Do you feel a constriction or heaviness in your chest? Once you can identify the feelings that you're having, another place, or, or you know, if the feeling is hard to identify, another thing you can look at is what do you do in situations where this thought is coming up for you? When you're thinking, shit, it's not working, what actions do you take? Do you start to defend yourself? Do you spin out and worry? Do you yell? Do you make an attempt to correct your kid? Anything that you can identify here is going to become like a red flag for you, okay? The way you feel in your body, the behaviors you engage in, they are your signs that you're thinking it's not working. And every one of them, every one of these actions takes you a little bit further off course. They take you away from the dedication required to see your new strategy through until the end, until it does actually work. When you get into this thought pattern, it's kind of a diversion. It keeps you from making the strategies that you're trying to embrace actually work. It makes the strategy take longer because it takes you off track. But the good news is once you do this work to identify the feelings in your body and the actions that you take when you're thinking this thought, you can catch yourself. You can notice the constriction in your throat and remind yourself that it's a sign that you're thinking it's not working. And you can tell yourself, of course, of course I feel this way. Of course I'm starting to feel a little bit tight. I'm going back into this pattern I'm thinking it's not working. And then you can comfort yourself. One of my favorite thoughts for this, one of my favorite thoughts to comfort myself is what we're doing is subversive and change-making. It's going to look different and it might make people uncomfortable. I can allow them to be uncomfortable. Okay, and once you start comforting yourself and helping round yourself back into the present moment, there's another step you can take, and that's looking for all of the ways that the opposite of this thought is true. So just to put that a little bit differently, the final step here is really just doing the work to disprove the thought it's not working. And actually... If this is a thought that you recognize in yourself just from listening to this episode, I'd go ahead and start doing this right now. Take some time and start gathering evidence that what you're doing is working. I'd even make it a daily practice. Take a few minutes at the end of each day to ask yourself what evidence you have that your parenting strategy is working. What new growth have you seen? What do you understand more clearly about your child by taking this approach? This is where you'll find the key to breaking this thought to pieces. This is your bottle of whiteout. If you only take one thing from this episode, let it be this. Anytime you're thinking that something in your parenting is not working, look for all the ways that it is. Reassure yourself, I know it's working because I can see 
just how much my child has grown in their relationship with their friends. I can see that they're able to advocate for themselves in a way they weren't a month ago. And that they're able to take responsibility for their actions. They're able to listen to their friends. Look for all the little pieces of growth that you can find. Write them down every day. It can be the same thing over and over again. You just need to remind yourself that you are seeing growth. You are seeing change. This is a really powerful way of fighting that negativity bias that we all have. We're all so much more likely to remember what went wrong than we are to remember what went right. So when we're trying to keep ourselves steady and keep the faith in a new strategy that we don't have a whole lot of proof for yet, we haven't gotten to the finish line yet, we've got to keep looking for the ways that it is working or we're going to talk ourselves out of it and toss it aside and end up doing things the same way we've always done. Okay? I hope that this has been really helpful for you. I know this this is something that I think about a lot and just exploring this within my own mind has been helpful for me. And I really hope that's true for you too. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.